You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 18. This episode is brought to you by the MLS Clothes Line, the most dangerous way to hang up your opponent while only getting a yellow card. Uh, no, no, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our co-host, Blaine Riffle. Uh, unfortunately, Ashley could not be with us tonight, uh, but we do want to also welcome our two special guests. Uh, we have Spencer Smith from the MLS DG chat and uh, uh, draft group that Blaine is in uh, through Facebook, and Mr. Fantasy himself, Skylar Redpath. Uh, how are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Fantastic. Glad to be here. <clears throat> Doing well, doing well. Too kind, Reed. Keep it coming, man. Uh, hey, Fantastic. hey. I mean, you've got you've got the the display in the back that proves it, uh, and uh, and you're our insider this year. So so we yeah. always appreciate hey, it, Skyler. Yeah, we can't miss the skills challenge, right? So That's right. by not watching at home, you might get a glimpse of some of the the shooting challenges, crossbar challenges in the background here. And if you haven't already, be sure to go out and check out Andrew Wiebe's attempts at the Skills Challenge. He was so kind to share with us his successes, but we've got some back information, uh, some behind-the-scenes videos of, of some whiffs that happened. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Check it out. Uh, but, yes, that's part of the Skills Challenge is because the All-Star Game is coming up. In honor of that, I'm, I'm doing a throwback All-Star kit uh, from – from Tottenham versus MLS All-Stars over in Colorado. That was that was good times. I got to attend that game. Uh, that's going to be coming up tomorrow. We'll definitely potentially play into some of your fantasy. I'll let Blaine get into that later. What we're doing tonight is we're switching things up a little bit. Uh, Skyler could join us, but he can't be with us the whole time. And we're going to start things out with what I know everybody likes. And we're going to be talking about player picks. And there's a very simple reason why we're starting out with this. Round 18 is the beginning of the fourth qualifier for the Champions League for MLS Fantasy. Uh, this, if you've been under a rock this entire season, uh, just like last year, we brought back the Champions League for MLS Fantasy. That means in the first four quarters of the game, uh, I call it quarters, I guess it's fifths, the first four fifths of the game, uh, you have the opportunity, if you're a top 50 player, to qualify for the Champions League for another chance at even better prizes. Uh, the top 200 players will duke it out for the fourth qualifier. This is round 18 through 23. So this is your last chance. And so Skyler's here to help give us some of his ideas. And we're going to talk about players at the beginning to help you have the best shot at just getting off to a really great start. Uh, did I cover all that right, Skyler? How, how's the Champions League been going? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think uh, you covered everything great. For me, Champions League is going good. I qualified the first qualifier, so basically on a free roll um, until the actual fantasy Champions League at the end of the season. Um, but I love the Champions League because it basically gives everybody else, you know, who might not be in the running for, say, the grand prize, 1500 up top or 750 for second place, Anybody that qualifies for the Fantasy Champions League has a shot weeks 24 through 27. Whoever has the most points in that window 
um, wins first place, a thousand bucks, the first 500 is second, I think 250 to third. So still a pretty nice uh, chunk of change to play for. And, you know, for me, I mean, if I'm not in the fantasy champions league, it's kind of like a, a chance to hit that reset button and uh, basically wipe the slate clean and, you know, have another shot at, at uh, pretty much. I mean, it's almost in line with the, the overall um, grand prize, which is 1500 bucks. So, I think it's a great opportunity for anybody that's, you know, one already playing the game and just hasn't had much success this season so far. And then also anybody that's um, been wanting to jump into MLS fantasy and try their hand at it and then also have a shot at winning a thousand bucks. So I think it's a really cool opportunity and, you know, you have until I guess Friday, Saturday to, to get a team up and, and jump in. And that's the important thing that Skylar hit on is if you're just joining us for the fantasy season, if you haven't been playing or you played a little bit and now you're getting back into it, you still have a chance to make it. It's it's the top 50 players from just this qualifier. So it doesn't matter if you're the the 2000th player overall, if you're top 50 in, in this little group, you're in. That's all you need. So just bring your A game, bring your budget. We should be pretty good with budgets by this point and, and just have fun. Or if you're like one of our supporters, Ari, who has a little group, this is time to bring some new people into your group and let them come in and maybe they'll have an awesome first season at first experience. So, uh, so we're here to help with that this week. Uh, like Skylar will share with us. He, he puts up the, the weekly player polls as well. We have Spencer from MLSDG who is in one of Blaine's draft groups. So we're looking forward to getting Spencer's take, which he's usually a bit more discerning, but a little bit more limited pool. So, but we'll see. So guys, let's just start things off. Uh, let's, as we always do, let's top keepers, defenders, and clean sheets. Blaine, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, this week's interesting. Uh, all season, it's been avoiding clean sheet hunting too much. I think bonus points are the way to go. Uh, two game, two teams I like this week, though, are Columbus and Red Bulls for clean sheets. I think they've got some bonus point producers with a decent clean sheet chance. Um, there's other teams that maybe may make that list for some other guys, but I'm just seeing them playing against teams that are scoring or they're giving up goals a little bit. So I'm kind of just looking at those two primarily. Uh, so that makes it easy for Keeper Roo. Um, it's Room to Coronel. Uh, I think Room's got the best chance. He's on the first night. It's easy to throw him in. And then Coronel on the back end is just a decent fallback with probably the best clean sheet chance. Um, sticking with those teams, uh, Mensa is going to be on there. Mensa is one of those guys that's just putting up bonus points and have the chance to score. Um, and then I've been really high on Gutman for Red Bulls. I think he's been playing well. He has picked up the Madranda clean sheet a couple of times, which is nice to get as well. Um, but I've also got to keep an eye on Tolkien and Duncan, depending on who starts and kind of some rotation there. But all three of those guys are quality options. I just feel like Gutman's got the most going forward of any of them, but he got injured and kind of fell off the radar. So these other guys get a little bit more talking time. I think Gutman's got probably the best chance, and I like that early sub out in case they give up a late goal, which he has been doing a lot recently. And then I want to see the lineups. It's between Zussi and Fontas for the third spot on my defense. Fontas is just a solid bonus point guy, um, quietly putting his stake on the Defender of the Year title just with his passing and everything, and he's really lighting it up in fantasy for us. But if it's an offensive firepower game for Kansas City. Zussi is getting more and more involved in the attack. Always a chance for assists and crosses. So 
it's between those are my three teams I'm looking at. And then it's just, it's down to the lineups a little bit and who's going to get me the most bonus points from those, but that's where I'm at on defense. And then obviously my two scrubs are always back there. There we go. All right. Skylar, what do you think? Yeah. I like a lot of what Blaine said there. Um, definitely like focusing in on the crew early on. Um, Eloy Room and Mensa are definitely two that, um, you know, I'll probably end up putting on my bench, um, just seeing if the keeper works out with Men or with Room. And then Mensa's a tough one because, you know, I feel like he's got the ability to, to earn enough bonus points to where I could just probably slot him in the lineup and, and use that uh, switcheroo off my bench with somebody else. Um, of course, I rolled the dice last week with Nathan and that backfired. <laughs> I felt like he was uh, a good enough player that I could just slot in, even though I knew he was on a yellow card warning, uh, but who knew he would come in with a two-footed uh, slide tackle 20 minutes into the game and get a red card. Um, that was brutal. Um, but now that was on me to, to put him in my lineup. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's other people out there that think like this, that have this thought process, but I'm like, you know, in my head, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy's on a yellow card warning. Like he's got to have the coaches in his ear, like, you know, play it safe, don't do anything dumb, whatever. Um, don't get another yellow card so you miss a game. But obviously, I mean, these players are professionals. They're going to go at it 100% no matter what. I mean, not to say that he shouldn't have – or that he should have gotten <laughs> and gotten a red card, but that was rough. Um, so, anyways, uh, back to the crew. But, yeah, I think Mensa is probably good enough to where I could probably just start him. Um, he might be a switcher candidate. Um then after that, then yeah, I like Cornell um, from from Red Bulls. I like Tolkien a lot. He's coming off a big week, and he's still relatively um, reasonably priced. Uh, and then if you you know if you get down to it, to where you're really um, running the the bench plays and waiting until to the last minute to see how everything plays out, and I think the Seattle options. Um, I'll say Cleveland. I know Fry is back in training. I don't think he's been cleared to play play yet, but um, Cleveland. And then their defensive options. I love uh, Ariaga. I mean, obviously that goal might be a little bit of an outlier this past week, but he had a huge week. And then in that same price range, rolled on. Um, probably not going to get the same kind of bonus points that Ariaga might be able to, to pull in, but he's he might have a little bit more attacking upside. So kind of pick your poison with those two. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty much Crew, Red Bulls, and Seattle that I'm looking at initially for for my defensive options. All right, Spencer, who are you looking at? Yeah, so getting off with the the clean sheets, I think that's been just too difficult to guess this season. And especially as of recently, they just haven't been happening in the consistent level you want to bank on. Honestly, the only team I really see potentially getting a clean sheet is Seattle, and that's also really dependent on how much their defenders play in in the all-star game as one of the things that could impact them. But Seattle just has the depth, and I think it also speaks to how bad – Portland has been recently yeah. and so I feel pretty comfortable saying hey like I can have a guy or two from Seattle in my back line uh, they've proven to come through time and time again uh, when I look at my goalkeepers though I think it's tough to say with the Fry return of who could be starting there I really liked Melia. I think he had a he had a man of the week performance this last week obviously in Minnesota after the red card but I'm also going to throw out I, – I actually really like 
Sean Johnson, NYCFC. They're playing at home against New England, and that's a tough matchup, but that's also minus Gil, uh, Heel Buchanan. We don't know if he's going to be back in time for the game, and Bo is going down. Turner's going down, so they're going to have some travel there. NYCFC really wasn't touched too, too badly in the All-Star game, and so they're having time. They're going to be welcoming these guys at home, and Sean Johnson performs at home pretty well, uh, as do the defenders there. Um, looking at the defenders themselves, there's a bunch of different ways you could go. I really like having a guy from Kansas City on my team, and Fontas has been the guy this season. I think he's been, time and time again, just the one for – Kansas City that's coming through, which honestly surprised me with the kind of speed, but he's been able to pick up really good bonus points in, in his clearances and in passes forward with Ilya kind of partnering him pretty well. Looking along, I I actually really like I, – I went back and forth between Tolkien because I, I know everybody – he had a great big week this last week, and this is no disrespect to him. I think he's a very solid choice, but I, I'm looking at that – New York Red Bulls and Chicago matchup. And I actually like uh, Seklich uh, of Chicago Fire. I think he's grabbed a handful of assists and goals this season. New York Red Bulls are struggling. They've been giving up cheap goals. They've been having something happen to them. And, it, and especially at home. So I don't think that's as big of an advantage as it is. Chicago's got something they need to prove in the coming weeks. And Seklich is the guy for me who... It's a bit of a gamble. It's a bit of a risk, but he's the one that I'm actually going to pick right there. And then for me, uh, I really like Alex Roldan. He's been a solid guy for me in my draft league and in my uh, fantasy league. But I also am looking at the matchups, and I really like uh, Minnesota versus Houston. They just played a few weeks ago. They got the clean sheet. They're now playing at Houston, and Houston's just been a mess. So I'm looking at somebody on the back line in Minnesota. I go Gasper just because on average he's getting the more of the points, but DeBossi and Boxel could be really good for those set pieces because you know Minnesota is going to try and snag one, bunker for a bit, counter for a second, and that's what's going to unravel Houston in the long run because Houston doesn't have the attack to keep up. So for me, that's how I look at it at the back. I think Minnesota has one of the better chances for an, an away team with with a clean yeah. sheet, so that would that would be a nice little little differential there. I currently have Room and Mensa on my bench, and and I sort of reluctantly have have Room, and and that's just because well, one Room wasn't at the last Hell's Real Derby, so we don't have that nice little bit of of comparison for this year. But at the last Hell's Real Derby, it was two two tied with between Cincinnati and Columbus. Uh, Cincinnati, as of late. They've they've been able to sneak a goal sometimes too in at times and with this big derby rivalry game especially with that two two before um, and Columbus has struggled some I think I think Room has had two clean sheets in his last eight or nine games uh, they they've not been that solid block before so so I I worry that Cincinnati funny to say this i worry cincinnati could get a goal in and just sneak something in and just ruin that clean sheet which is fantastic on, on one side but fantasy wise uh that's why i have relegated those guys to my bench because i still love mensa's bonus points and and would happily have that switch in even if he doesn't get the clean sheet uh but i i worry about that i think mensa is the chalk switcheroo this week after that you do have some options i think maybe seattle is is one of the main ones and the chicago uh, New York game, I think it's another one too. 
but I, I'm agree with a lot of you guys. It's it's just been clean sheet hunting has not been very rewarding this year. And so I, I kind of do hope that room gets that clean sheet because then it's just not an issue. I'll probably end up going with Seattle, uh, whoever starts there as, as the keeper just because of the, the poor Portland form. And then as far as other defenders go, you guys touched on the main ones. I'm mostly just targeting teams. The one person I will add, um, maybe DC versus Philly. I mean, Philly, um, could get something going, but, uh, I don't know. DC has, has some options. Uh, Nyar over there has, has been a good offensive player could get some bonus points. Uh, but otherwise I think you guys have touched on, on all of the main people to target. So let's move on now to our midfielders. Skylar, you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah. Just uh, still picking on that Columbus Cincinnati game. Sorry, Reed. Um, feel like Zellerion's got to be on a lot of people's radars this week talking about chalk like I think I mean he hasn't had a he hasn't had like the you know Pozuelo or whatever type season um this year like we've seen in the past but I think that he's in a in a matchup like this like he's almost unavoidable um it's a big risk especially um I don't know especially for anybody that just starting out that uh fantasy champions league I think you need to play it a little bit safe and go with some of the guys that you know could probably um turn in a, a safe batch of points and possibly, you know, if they boom, then then make be a difference maker in your lineup. And Zaylaron is is that guy. Um, and a, another guy that's been a little bit under the radar this year um, is Nico Ladero. Obviously, just coming back from injury, but this looks like the type of matchup that he could absolutely feast. Um, Seattle loved to, to take it to Cleveland. They're at home. Um, Ladero is finally starting to get meaningful minutes, and so. I think this this could be a really good spot for him. I'm even considering him for my captain this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's those two guys that I'm really honing in on, and from there, I've got to kind of piece everything together. But Zaylaron and, and Ladero are for me right now. Yeah, I think it's very much still. I think in the works for a lot of players right now with just this breath of fresh air to have more than a day or two to actually plan our teams out. Uh, Spencer, who are yeah, you we get our our own All Star break too, right? <laughs> That's right, we sure do. Yeah. fantasy all-star break well yeah i i really like that ladero pick actually i know it's not one of the guys i highlighted but i really like that because i think he's about to come back onto the field this is a really good match so that's definitely one i would agree with there i went uh and chose some guys more on the radar who i think are gonna have bigger weeks i don't know if i would trust them on a weekend week out basis but i like their matchups this week uh First one being Albert Rusnak. He obviously got the goal this last week. He has been on a bit of a tear past three weeks. I think he's gotten double digits two out of the three weeks, which is pretty good. One of those weeks being uh, actually against Vancouver, who they're going to be playing again, uh, obviously, this upcoming weekend. So I like that. I think he could do some fun things for RSL, especially with the new addition of Mendez. It gives him a little bit more freedom, as you've been seeing in the past few weeks, to kind of do what he's been not doing for the majority part of the season, especially beginning part of the season. Um, but the two guys that I think could have a good matchup, uh, Clark is in for a bigger game. He's got to, he's got to have one. It's not been the same since his appendectomy. And I think if there's any place that he wants to do it, it's at home. They're playing Chicago. Chicago could be the one where it could all work out. The Red Bulls can click you know he's good for a goal or assist on any day. I like him for that reason, and I think he's definitely capable of pulling off that moment. 
the the young teenager headed off to Europe at the end of the season. And then the one is actually across the pitch, uh, Lukas uh, Stojanovic. I think he's had a great run of form, obviously grabbed 13 points fantasy this last week. And I think uh, the past several weeks, he's been named MLS player of the week. He's grabbed, I think, three goals, like two assists in the past five weeks. So that's somebody who I really think is kind of coming into form as of late. And I think could he's still also cheap too. be there. What was that? Yeah, sorry. He's still, he's still pretty cheap too. Yeah. And that was, that was the next thing I was going to say. I think you look at all these expensive guys. I mean, Ladero, who hasn't even played a bunch of minutes, is pretty expensive. But this guy, still cheap. Chicago, this is a really balanced matchup, in my opinion. Red Bulls haven't been great at all. Chicago has been iffy at best. This one is a, I, a bit of a feeding frenzy for those bonus points, for those goals and assists. I Again, no clean sheet in either of this one, but that's what Stojanovic could really do something special with. And then the other one is uh, Reynoso, just going back to Minnesota. Houston, I think Reynoso, he's got to carry the team. He's got to produce. And you saw the frustration against Kansas City. They couldn't do it against 10 men twice. Now he's got some time to kind of get into his guys. Like, guys, we've got to put things away. First person he talks about that needs to start putting things away, Reynoso. Reynoso knows that. He's got to get more goals. He's definitely capable of the assists, and it wouldn't surprise me if he grabs one or even two. Uh, going back to the set piece I talked about earlier. And one that I just going to leave with is I think Buchanan, if he's coming back, obviously he left to go sign his deal in Belgium. We don't know if he's going to be back in time. He would be a, a switcheroo option for me. I think he's capable of something special. And you always notice guys when something big happens, like they're signed a new deal when they're told they're going to be transferred, all those kind of things. They have a big breakout week. Tejan's already had really good consistent weeks. If he has a breakout week, that's two or three goals because you already know he's good for a goal or an assist just about every game. So that's somebody who I don't know if he's going to start, put him on the bench, kind of pay attention come game time. I think we have an update from chat that Reynoso might be suspended this weekend. Oh, he yeah, might this, be. This is a good time to bring that up, Reed. That's on my list for a little bit later. Um, any player that does not play in the all-star game is automatically suspended for this weekend. Uh, if you refuse to go for whatever reason, you are not allowed to play in this game. If you have an injury that's going to keep you out of the game, you're obviously not going to be healthy to play in the game. If you choose to opt out, it's the same thing. Um, Reynoso has opted out. Um, there is talk that he picked up a slight injury over the weekend and they're going to hold him out as over with an abundance of caution. Don't risk it in a meaningless game but he will not be playing this next week. Ooh. Um, same goes I'm glad for, I'm on the podcast to learn that. And, and so watch that. I think Nani is looking at playing in the all-star game. I know he's there. Um, Vela is on this list of guys that may be choosing not to play in the all-star game and unavailable for the weekend. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, I think uh, Chicharito is another one. He hasn't been healthy enough to play. Um, I know he's yeah. been listed as questionable, so he should be able to come back soon. I think it's just a matter of time, but if he doesn't play in the All-Star game, it won't be this weekend. So <clears throat> watch that. Watch your All-Stars. If they're on the All-Star list and do not dress for the game, they will not be allowed to play on the weekend. Yeah, I think Tejan is in that in that mix too. Oh, yeah. I think he be. was selected. So 
There goes all of Spencer's picks. Well, that, that, that one rule just wiped out my entire right. midfield, so I've got to go back to the drawing board. That's there you go. Get more, get more chalky. Uh, Blaine, with that in mind, who are you looking yeah. at? Yeah. Um, thankfully, I don't have any of those guys on there at the moment. I made a last-minute switch. Um, I'm starting with Zellerion. Uh, again, Cincinnati, that's just an obvious inclusion here. It, Columbus needs to get something going sooner rather than later, and I think this is the game where they can really turn it around. Um, one that I haven't heard enough of yet is I'm going to re- keep riding with Moreno from Atlanta. Atlanta's hot. He's been getting the points, and the last two times they've played Nashville have been 2-2 draws. So Atlanta has scored against Nashville consistently, so I'm not worried about them in this game. Uh, Joseph is back. That's going to bode well for everybody on the team, and I just think Moreno, Moreno's got another big week in him. Uh, for the same reason, I'm going back to Mihailovic with Montreal. Um, I don't trust Toronto's defense. I haven't all season. Um, Mihailovic has been putting up solid scores pretty consistently. I think in the absence of some of the big names and when we're kind of searching for players, I think he's got a better chance than most of getting good points. Uh, I've got Nani against Miami on my bench. I do think this is a trap game. Nani's one of my weakest links on my midfield. But as a bench option against the Miami defense that can give up a lot of goals, I think I, I think he's he's worth the play. And I dropped Reynoso off before I knew about the suspensions because there's a name I'm wanting to see start, and this gets really weird, and I've got a fallback for it. But I want to see Gold for Vancouver start. If he starts, he's gotten a seven and a six in 45 minutes each of his last two games. Um, if he can translate that to a full 90 and be ready to go, the way Vancouver is playing right now and the way he has looked for them so far, um, I'm seeing double digits from him if he can start, especially against an RSL team that's going to be down Crylock due to yellow card accumulation. So that, that one's coming up. There's just going to be a little bit of disconnect with RSL. They're on the, on the road. They're one of those teams that's a little iffy. I think Vancouver's back at home. Maybe they're still playing in Salt Lake City, but whatever. I just – I don't – I'm worried about RSL a little bit. And I think Vancouver's really been turning on two goals in each of their last games. Gold's looked really impressive. If you haven't watched his highlights, you need to. He is looking really good and an instant impact when he comes on. And I think it's time just to take a flyer on it. Uh, it's final Champions League qualifier. I think that's one of those picks that if he goes off, could really set you apart. And if he doesn't start, you've got an easy fallback with Ladero in the last game. Um, I always, my big concern with Gold was what if he doesn't start and he's in the second to last game, but I've got Ladero, I've got Joao Paulo, I've got options to fall back to Christian Roldan if the money is not right. Like there, there's plenty of options in that last game to go to if you don't like him, but I'm really thinking I'm going to try out Gold this week on the bench. Obviously it's a bench play for me, but still, I, I've got that much faith in him. I think it's time to go if he starts. All right. So uh, again, you guys are touching on, Pretty much everything that I'm having here, I, I'm going last, I guess, is the that's just how that works. Uh, I, I have Barco instead of Moreno right now myself. They've been kind of splitting points back and forth, um, but I, I, I'd like some of that Atlanta. I, I do have Nani. also have him on my bench. Just those early guys. There's no reason not to have them on your bench so you can preview those points. Uh, I have Zella. He did very well in that last game against FC Cincinnati, uh, and so it could definitely have good things for him. And I thought I might have been a little different, but I do also have Ladero. I actually had Ladero last week, which didn't work out like I had hoped, but I was I was taking a risk to see if he was just going to hit it. But, no, I think Ladero is, is a fantastic pick. I love that Mihailik pick that's i think that's uh 
a really sneaky one for sure. Um, I mean, anybody else you might be considering? Uh, I mean, Atlanta's not been super solid as well. Maybe Mukhtar, maybe maybe someone from from the Nashville midfield that that might be a, a play you could make right there. Um, after that, I don't know. It gets it gets interesting. Um, I think we've touched. Uh, you could go with DC uh, with Gressel or someone from there. That that might be a good play, like you were saying. But you know, yeah, I'm actually just, I've been good. I'm just going to throw in real quick now that you hit on DC. I've been kind of keeping an eye on Edison Flores now that he's getting. Yeah getting back in the mix, um, back-to-back games with five shots. Um, he's only gone, I think he hasn't even gone 70 minutes yet in the last two games that he started, but five shots and, you know, 60 minutes or less and back-to-back games, that's something to keep an eye on. And with DC struggling going forward, then I think it's kind of obvious that they might start um, giving him the keys to, to run the attack. So, um, he's one to keep an eye on. I'm not sure that I'm going to roll him out this week, but definitely now that he's back from injury, I think Flores is one to to start kind of watching and, and keep you on your radar. Yeah, if we're talking about shots, a this is definitely kind of fringe switcheroo territory here, but uh, if you're looking for some form and maybe some confidence, Diego Fagundes, if you want to look over at at Austin, he's had he gets at least a couple of shots most games. He's had a few games where he's gotten more than that. Uh, but he did get get the goal and an assist last week. Doesn't usually play a full 90, but like I said, this is fringe. Maybe too, too switcheroo for the beginning of a, a shot at the Champions League. That might be a, a later game play, but uh, he's someone who's been getting involved. That, that could be could be some interesting points. Uh, they, they are playing at home against Dallas, and Dallas has struggled oftentimes this year as well, so... Um, I know those are just some out there picks. If you want to just think of think off the wall at times, uh, let's do four words. Let's see here. Uh, you started this last time. Let's do, let's do Spencer this time. Yeah, cool. So the forwards, there's a bunch of good forwards this week. I think you got to go and have the one who, you know, is going to be able to produce for me. Daniel Shalloway mm-hmm. has been that guy throughout this whole season. For me, he's a no brainer just because even though he's playing at the all-star game, he's playing at the all-star game for a reason, 12 goals, six assists, should have grabbed another one off the bench against Minnesota if Shelton had finished it better. And I think he's going to come. They're playing Colorado. That's going to be a really fun game, entertaining. Both teams are really good. And you're going to need somebody like Shallowy for Kansas City to just seal the deal. He's done that throughout the season. Um, beyond that, I, I really like uh, uh, Austin, almost said Atlanta, sorry. Austin, the new striker, uh, Driussi, I can never pronounce it right, but he grabbed his first goal this last this last week. And I think that they brought in a lot of money, and if you're Austin, you got to have him produce. The biggest hurdle for these new guys is getting the first one off their shoulders, and you see that when they do that, they're able to find some comfort in the league, and they're able to take off their plan. Dallas, and I think that this is a big game for both teams, and – Obviously, they're both outside of playoff contention by a fair amount of points, but this adds extra weight. It's at home. You're playing your in-state rival. You're a new player. You know the crowd's there to pay to see you score. I think that since he's gotten it off his back with the, getting the first one out of the way, he could be in line for a nice game here. And then the other one, I kind of – obviously, another safe bet is just Rui Diaz, but I wanted to go – a little bit cheaper, and I went actually Gonzalo Higuain just because his recent run of form with Miami has taken a bit of a turn as of recently. 
I still don't love him. I think that he, uh, when he's not on his cigarette break, is somebody who can show up, and he has showed up the past little bit. He got 10 points this last week. Uh, he's starting to grab a couple more goals, and they're becoming more consistent. And so I think in this another in-state rivalry match, they're playing Orlando. Of course, it's at Orlando. This one makes it where I'm a little hesitant because Miami has a hard time showing up even at home. And so away at Orlando, they've got a great stadium. But I think that because Miami has kind of started to shift, um, things have started to click, albeit small. It's still clicking, and Higuain's a part of that. So he's somebody that I think could grab a goal this weekend. Nice. Skyler. Yeah, I actually like all of those. Um, I've been riding the Siggy train for a little while. Um, he's been a little bit of an under-the-radar pick that's produced the past – couple of weeks. I think he got me 10 last week and not too many people have been rostering him. Um, maybe because they think he's out of shape and smoking <laughs> cigarettes. I don't know, but, um, the guys, you know, he's there for a reason kind of like what Spencer said, like they brought him in to score goals and produce goals and he's been doing it lately. So, um, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, I especially like the Drew, Drew UC pick, um, that Spencer shouted out. Um, like he mentioned, he's opened his account. Um, I was a little bit concerned after, I guess it was two weeks ago. It looked like a pretty nasty challenge. Um, studs up on him. It looked like his knee turned off. Like, I don't know how somebody just bounces back from that and starts the next game. I think he went 90, scored a goal. And so, yeah, I mean, he was out, uh, I was stalking his Instagram earlier. He was out flexing in, in his, uh, custom Lambo looks pretty sweet with the blue custom seats and everything, blue steering wheel. And it looked like he was just living his life out there, like taking in the Austin scenery or that. I don't know if he's in Austin or maybe the surroundings, but looks like he's having fun. And yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I kind of, I like to uh, check up on my fantasy guys, like on social media and just make sure that they're in like the right mindset and stuff. And, you know, make sure that there's nothing crazy. Like <laughs> they've, uh, oh, that's good idea. I don't know. Next yeah. Level. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little, it might, some people might think it's a little bit cheesy, but I actually think that, you know, you can kind of get a little bit of a vibe of how the mindset that people are in, if, you know, if they're not posting or if there's somebody that regular, like Kai Kamara was one that would post all the time, um, especially on game day, like if he, if he was feeling good and stuff. And then if he doesn't post um, something and I'm like, what's going on with Kai? And then the next thing you know, he doesn't start. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe something was up. I don't know. Just, just maybe a little bit of a, uh, a nugget of mine that I like to kind of keep in the back pocket. But anyway, yeah, Drew Ucy, um love that pick at home against Dallas, big uh, Texas, I guess, soon to be rivalry matchup. And so I like him a lot. Um, and he's kind of, he's, he seems like one of those players that's like not necessarily a true number nine, like goal scorer, but also kind of a guy that could tuck in and play a number 10 and pick up a bunch of bonus points. And so I love that from a, a fantasy forward aspect, like the guy that's not just super goal dependent, but can also pick up bonus points here and there. Um, Drew C seems to fit that mold. And then, yeah, like shallowy. I mean, guy's just on fire right now. I mean, I, I tried to avoid him early in the season. I just, I was like, yeah, it's just kind of a, a flash in the pan. It's not going to, it's not going to keep up. And sure enough, here we are, the guys in MVP conversation. And it just feels like that's kind of like fueling the fire for him. Like he's, week in week out he's producing and so I think 
as a fantasy manager, you got to, you got to sit up and take notice of that. So um, a good matchup at home against Colorado, like he's definitely in the mix for me. Um, and then Rui Diaz, I'm not sure. Um, he's not, he's not on any kind of international. Uh, he's on the TV behind call you. It. Yeah. yeah, there he is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he's called up for international duty. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I mean, matchup at home against Portland. I think when I was doing the predict six guide a couple of weeks ago, there's some crazy stat where he had like, he had a hand in, I don't know, 10 of the last 14 goals that Seattle had scored against Portland. Like that's just nutty. And that was before they played um, a couple of weeks ago. And I think he's, he had two goals that game. So the guy just loves to, uh, to take it to Portland. So I'm probably going back to the well with Rui Diaz there. Um, and he's a guy too, that I'm, you know, probably going to have uh, just sitting in my lineup just to kind of have that switcheroo option available. He's the last game of the week. So um, if my bench options fail, then he's right there. And I feel, and you know, he's, he's probably gonna be one of those guys that you're going to be sitting on a guy that has like five or six points. And you're like, should I just let this guy on the bench roll in or should I let, so give Rui Diaz a shot at getting it, you know, 10 to 14. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are the main three for me. Drew sees Shallowy and Rui Diaz, I think are, are all great targets this week. Lane, you have uh, some different names. Yeah. And my, I've been all over the place with forwards. Um, I do want to throw something out here. Reed, when we do this weird, weird schedule again, we need to do the housekeeping for injuries first and all that because we are getting ready for a lot of craziness, and this is where Rui Diaz comes in. September 30th, so Monday, starts the next international window. That's the next FIFA break for games. Um, I don't know if our guys are going to be traveling. I don't know if MLS guys are going to be released early or if they're going to wait till Monday to try to travel, but there are a lot of names, and Rui Diaz is one of those that could be released, and if they want them to travel over the weekend, watch your lineups on that. Um, but on that, Shallowy is potentially going to be called up by Hungary this time. Um, his form this season has put him on their radar. There's a very good chance that he is going to get called up. So I'm kind of watching those. So that's why I've got some different names out there, too. Um, is I don't know what's going to happen. And if guys start leaving early, we've got, we've got issues. You don't want Rui Diaz in the last game of the week with no fallback if he gets called out and he's not playing. So I believe that fallback is called Will Bruin. Thank you very much. <laughs> Freddie Montero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's where some of my different names came from. Um, Joseph Martinez was one of the first guys I added. Uh, Nashville's given up two goals to Atlanta the last two times they've played, both this year. Um, he's looked good coming back. He and Moreno and Barco are a pretty good trio attacking-wise. Um, I think he's getting back in form, and I – I just don't trust the Nashville defense quite as much. Um, I've got Bo in there still with Buchanan and Heal both out. Bo may get dropped for somebody else. And there's too many good options. Um, Reed's got one of them. I'll save for him. Rui Diaz is definitely one of those options I could fall back to. Uh, Shallow is another one, depending on who's here. Uh, but the other name I threw out there is I really like CJ Sapong again. Um, I We've been bouncing around. There's a lot of guys. I don't think I can put him over a starting Rui Diaz, but I don't know. He His record lately is insanely good. I mean, a 7 of 14 and a 7 for his last three. 
I mean, then he had a one when he was a sub in, but then he had a, two games before that. He had a 14 and he's got a 12. I mean, he's got three double digit games since he became the starter and he scored in most of those. It's, it's one of those. I don't think we can overlook him and Atlanta's given up two to Nashville the last two times they've played and Sapong has looked good in, in all the games he's played. It hasn't always translated to getting on the score sheet, but he's looked really good. And I think he hits more often than he does it as the starter in this team. So I, I've got him in there right now. Um, this is assuming both Shallowy and Rui Diaz aren't available, but I think I would drop Bo before I would drop um, Sapong this week. So Martinez and Sapong are my two kind of top ones, and then it's Shallowy and Rui Diaz assume, fighting it out, assuming they're neither one of them leave early for call-ups. I think I like Rui Diaz just a little bit better. Colorado's defense is really strong. And Seattle just took it to Portland a couple of weeks ago, but that could be one of those revenge games where Portland really tightens it up and doesn't give up anything. They may not score either, but yeah, I can see this one being a bunker and a really hard fought one, one zero, zero game type of thing. So I I'm worried about a little bit of a trap there with three DS, but those are kind of the names that are circling my team and I'm flipping them in and out. And it's just going to kind of be a lineup decision when I see who's playing and who's not. Um, I know it's been talked about in chat. Is DK back? Um, I know he's been injured. If he's back in that first night, that's a great bench option to throw out there. Uh, Miami has not been good, and DK, when he's on with Nani playing well, I mean, that's a lot of firepower right there. So there, there's a lot of options I'm seeing this week. It's just who's going, who's going to be in the lineups and which ones are going to be favorable and who's going to be called away and what rotation may happen due to all-stars being gone. It's just, there's, there's a lot of fluctuation here, but those are the names I'm focusing on. And I guess that is quite a bit different than a lot of what I've been seeing lately. Yeah. So for me, some of the chalk, I've got Rui Diaz, I've got Shaoui right there. I can definitely make pivots if if players aren't available. Uh, The other names on my shortlist for a third player uh, I thought about J-Mart, I thought about Sapong, I thought about uh, Ola Kamara, or Gola Kamara, as Ari likes to say. Who I have right now uh, is Castellanos, right in there. I love how much he shoots. Um, I mean, New England's tough. That'll be a tough game. But uh, he is the kind of player that I think steps up. Uh, he's he's one of those key players that can do that. And so uh, I like I like uh, Castellanos. So um, that's that's a player I could swap out. Like I said, I looked at Joseph. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like that could be a little bit of a struggle with Nashville, but, uh, but yeah, definitely Rui Diaz, definitely shallowy. And if it's not going to be there, I'll swap it out with, with a, a like for like player from, from that team, most likely, especially if it's, if it's Seattle, I'll, I'll just go with whoever's starting there. Cause I, I like that Seattle Portland matchup. Uh, well, let's wrap things up for this, for this section and talk about captains going in to this round Blaine. Initially I've got it on Zeller. Ion. I like that Cincinnati matchup. I don't know. There's not really a good pick this week. I don't think there's a true standout number one. I could see a lot of guys going in this and I know we've got different ones in the rundown. And so I like Zella, but that's first game. And I never like a first game captain. I just, I hate getting all my points up front like that, but I really think he's kind of the chalk pick this week, given that they're playing Cincinnati, which kind of makes me want to switch away, but it's on him for now. You say chalk pick, but you're the only one with that name on this list. Skylar. Um, I mean, if it's a chalk pick, then I don't know if Ladero is necessarily going to be chalky. Maybe last season he would be. Um, I think I might actually end up with the armband on Drewsy. Um, 
I know it's a little, it's definitely a differential. I don't think a lot of people captain him really like uh, what I've seen so far from the guy. I think I said last game, he, he went 90, but it was actually the game before that. He only went 60 minutes against Portland or 62. He scored a goal and then he had four bonus points in addition to the goal. And that's in a matter of, you know, 62 minutes. I, I had a rough week last week. I guess we'll get to that if we're going to do some recaps here a little bit. So I've got some ground to make up in the uh, overall standings. And I feel like maybe a, a differential pick. We're kind of getting down to uh, the last stretch here. And I feel like I want to, you know, differentiate a little bit and see what happens. So I think Drew C might be the guy for me. You might have had it rough, but I heard your son had a pretty good week. Yes, he did. I, I definitely need to uh, ranchinator. Uh, shout out to Ranch from the uh, the Discord, but he reminded me that I need I need to give DraftKicks Junior a shout out. Um, he actually <laughs> had a great week. He uh, he was on the cusp of qualifying for Fantasy Champions League. Um, and I think he ended up 20th last week overall. I think he had like 112 points compared to his dad who had 77. So I guess I might need to start getting, getting my advice from, uh, from junior over there, but now he had a great week. And, uh, unfortunately for him, he's, he's ineligible to, to win any prizes. Um, but if he happens to win, I'll, I'll definitely make it worthwhile if he, uh, if he happens to take it all down. So. Uh, just have him sign up for one of the fantasy boss leagues. There we go. There you go. Spencer, what about you? Yeah, I definitely got to admit, I got I got trapped by the uh, news Reynoso's not playing. Because Reynoso was was actually the guy I, I liked. I would look and consider Ladero, but the one hesitancy I have with that is he plays the last game of the weekend. And so if he doesn't start, all of a sudden – I'm stuck with very limited options. I could go to a Joe Paolo, which isn't a terrible choice. Um, I could even look at what Portland's put out, maybe Blanco's starting. Um, so that's definitely one that I would consider, but I think uh, I actually really like uh, what Skyler just said about Driussi. I, I mean, that's a forward I'm going with this week, and it's a bit of a riskier one, but honestly, I think I might do the, might do the same thing. I've got to definitely change my captain now. So uh, I'm trying to weigh the options and it's a bit of a risk, but it could have really good payoff. Another one being kind of that Gonzalo Higuain uh, guy who's started to come into form. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting options. Uh, I also have Ladero. I, I am always wary of those last games, like you were saying, Spencer, but I, I think Portland's a team that you can kind of bet against right now. And with, with Ladero coming back into form. I feel like he's back into form. He didn't get the points for me that would have won it last week, but um, he's, he's getting back there. And so I, I like Ladero. I like that, that flyer. Uh, and so that is who I have the captain on right now. Uh, well, thank you so much guys for those tips. Skylar, if you do have any time, we are going to hit up just some, some takeaways from last week. If you want to join us, if you have to bounce, I totally understand. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can hang around for a little bit longer. All right. Well, then let's uh, we'll start with you. Uh, we'll, we'll kick it off again. If you want to mention how your team did and then any other general takeaways that you have from last week that are going to be helpful for this week. Kick us off. Yeah, no, thanks for having me back on. Probably my worst after my worst week of the season. <laughs> Why could you not play me in the head to head this week? <laughs> 
Hey, we had a pretty uh, pretty good battle a couple weeks ago. I think we I had did. you out on the last game of the round or something. This was like eight uh, points at, or something, uh, yeah. Well, Nashville guys came through. Yep. Um, but no, last week was rough. I uh, I really kind of banked on that early game of the week, uh, which was the, the San Jose LA Galaxy. So I had three Galaxy guys on my bench and I had Espinosa on my bench. And then the mindset there was that I would get to see both of their games um, before LAFC played the last game of the round. And so, you know, the thought process was, okay, between those two games, like these guys are going to have, you know, two or three of these guys are at least going to have one good score to sub in. I mean, my bench completely blanked. Jonathan Bond had two. Um, Araujo had four, which isn't bad. Legit, I think he was the one that actually ended up off my bench, he only had five, which isn't great. Espinoza had two. I think he got hurt the first game. And so, yeah, I ended up having to fall back on LAFC. I had Romero in goal. He had two. Um, ended up with uh, Moon, one point there. And then I had Vela up top, who subbed out after 15 minutes. That was awesome. Um, he had a point. And so, yeah, it was just that was just one of those weeks for me. Um, just a nightmare, nightmare week all the way around. Ended up with 77 points. Um, I was 10th overall to start the round. I think I'm 30, 37th or something like that right now. Somehow still ended up winning my head-to-heads, but yeah, just a rough week all the way around. And that uh, strategy to, to kind of play the switcheroo backfired on me this week. It's, it's actually been pretty fruitful most of the season, but this week it definitely was not. Here, Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I had a great week, all things considered. I got a 105. Uh, climbed in the rankings. I, I kind of talked last week that it was last round or last week of the Champions League qualifier. I needed to make some big moves and I climbed up quite a bit. I just, that was just too much. When you got to overcome about 20, 30 points, it gets really tough. But I got it down to an eight point spread between me and Champions League. I made up a ton of ground. It just wasn't enough to get me into Champions League. Honestly, if I had made a couple of differences, if I had dumped Polito, which I kind of thought about, but I didn't, like it was between him and Martinez, if I wouldn't have gone completely homer and expected Kansas City to really dump on Portland, if I had Captain Moreno and started Martinez, it would have been enough to get me in. So it's it's all about picking those right players at the right weeks. But now I hit pretty much across the board. My lowest score was a five. Everybody else was an eight or higher. I mean, it just all around good week. My bench did well. I just not quite enough to get it in, but I think it was a good learning experience going into this final qualifier. Round or week rank 101 and overall rank 96. That's and now three chances to get into qualify or get into Champions League. 150 players in already. I'm 96 overall and haven't gotten in yet. I've been consistent all season, and I just cannot get uh, quite the run together in one in one qualifier round to make it. So, got one more chance to do it. Um, really, one of my best seasons ever. Staying consistently top 100, just can't get into Champions League. So, got to find a way to break that. Hey, if, if DraftKicks Junior can get there, you, you got this. Okay? <laughs> shade, shade, right there is what that is. No, you got it. You're having a good season, man. Just- for him, like he he kept one thing that I'll throw out there is like he kept every week just saying should I, he would just throw out the most oddball pick and 
I'd say, you know, you're this close to, to making it. Like, don't do anything crazy. Just play it safe. And then, yeah, like maybe that last round or last week, like if you really are chasing, then, yeah, throw out something that you don't think anybody else is going to do. But I feel like that was, for me, then that was one of the uh, the early kind of uh, gut calls that I made. Like, just tried to play it safe with the safest picks. And then, you know, I was hanging right there around the, the top 50 most of the uh, – most of that qualifier round and then yeah I mean it just feels like if you play it safe and don't really try anything too crazy you're gonna give yourself a good shot to get in so yeah and that's, not that re- not that Blaine needs that advice but it, it, it's one of those that's really weird like I feel like if you play it too safe the whole qualifier you're gonna be on the outside looking in because that's where I've been three times in a row I haven't made the crazy moves to really propel myself into the top of a qualifier round because all of my moves have been super safe, super by the book, kind of what we would expect from the overall fantasy game. And that's why I've got an overall yeah. rank of 96. Like I have done yeah, really well this season, but I haven't put together a string of games in, a cha- in qualifiers to really push myself in. So I like having this conversation with everybody able to hear because I'm on the outside looking in still I want to get in. I know a lot of other people want to get in. I don't think you can play that super safe finish top 50, top 100 strategy all the time and guarantee you're going to get into Champions League. Now, there are 150 people out of the pool already. So my top right. 100 status means I'm really top. It's really top 250 that we're looking at that I'm competing with now, but 150 of them are out. So that really thins out the, the top end pool. But still, I'm there's no guarantees in this game. One bad week can set you back. So I think it's finding those differentials that are safe and are primed to go off and have a better week. It's like it's like last week I was talking about it. I love Jack Price. I've got Jack Price in my draft team. Um, he's a consistent, solid scorer. He's great. If you're in that top 50, take Jack Price every week if you want to get those seven, eight, nines and hold your spot, defend your position in Champions League. If you're not in those top 50, don't take, take Jack Price. Look at Mihailovic, who outscored him by three. Look at Moreno, who outscored him by five. Even Rusnak outscored him by two. You've got to look for those other places to get points because you've got to be able to leapfrog the guys that are taking a little bit safer picks to stay in Champions League. And so it's it's really tough right now because the safe way we've played for years, trying to hold the top score, stay in the top 100. That's always a goal of mine is to be top 100. Um uh, doing that isn't enough to make champions league all the time because somebody's going to go crazy and captain the the right guy at the right week. Um, captaining heel the whole time, I think was probably one of my biggest detriments is yeah, I'm top one, I'm hundred top 100 overall rank, but I captained heel through all the sevens, eights and nines, which were great for my overall standing. But when I'm giving that up and Mook targets a 14, I'm giving that up and Nani gets a a 16. Like, okay, now how many points have I left on the table because I've stuck with the safe captain rather than hunting for a little bit better game on the chance that heel's going to go off? I'm just, I'm worried about that. I think it's, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned this season. And at the end of the year, when we qualify or don't qualify, we can have a really good wrap up on Champions League tactics for next year, because I think there are some definite tactics to get there. And if you're playing for overall rank, keep doing that. But I want to get into Champions League too, and I've missed the boat three times now. 
I've got to change up how I play a little bit because this safe play that's kept me top 100 isn't enough to get me into Champions League. And so I'm throwing out this so that the community can hear it too. Like there's going to be a change. There's got to be a change in the tactics. And what makes you one of the top players doesn't always make you a Champions League qualifier. And so I'm now searching for those differentials who I expect to not get me one goal in my seven, eight points that I, that I like to stay top 100 overall. I'm looking for the guy that's going to get me 10, 12, 14 points and push me into Champions League while helping me try to maintain my top 100 overall. Yeah, no, I think those are some great points. Um, I think one of the big takeaways too that you said there is that, you know, there's already 150 guy, or people that have qualified and a lot of them probably being top players, probably being a lot of the guys that we talked to in Discord. And so, yeah, I mean, they're out of the way. Like you've got the rest of the field to, to, be, to be in that top 50 this last qualifier, if, you know, if you haven't qualified. And so, you know, I mean, there, there again, you have the, you have to question, like, do you play it a little bit safe knowing that you're going up against some people that are probably going to be playing some wild cards week in and week out trying to, to hit it. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you've got a valid point there. Like you're probably going to have to mix it up some and, you know, take some risks um, in order to, to get there. So now that's, that's a good point. I mean, I think there's a good bit of give and take there, but yeah, certain scenarios and you definitely are going to have to mix it up and, throw out some differentials to uh to separate yourself that's what spencer savage does and he made it into the champions league in this last week so ashley shared that with us i wanted to pass that on uh yeah so other other results and takeaways about you spencer yeah no i i really like everything that blaine said right there because i think it takes a lot of risk if you're wanting it depends on the goals that you have like if you're playing overall of course i echo everything he said one thing that i think as well is i think so many times we get caught up on big names. And I think it, it, again, kind of going down that safe route is we think that we are being unique by changing from, you know what, I'm going to go from heel to Pozuelo or Pozuelo Ladero. And a lot of times those big names, especially this year, haven't come through on a week in week out basis. Of course we can name some, but Vela naming one has been very sporadic. Ladero obviously come back from injury. And so those big names are not where you're getting the points I think that's where you got to do what Blaine said and look at like the Mahalovic, look at Ezekiel Barco as somebody who has consistently over the past few years started to go down, like just not be consistent. Who's actually finding consistency post-Olympics. That's somebody that I think uh, after even listening to takeaways from today is somebody I'm going to look at. And then about those risks, like Ryan Gold, like look at those newer guys who are coming into the league, Jerusi, it's time to kind of expand those horizons, learn a little bit about the teams that are unfamiliar to you, see their matchups and kind of being able to take advantage of, oh, hey, like I, I see that we've got this matchup going on. Yeah, I've got my big guy who typically like produces, but they're coming off an injury. I got to take a risk and say, hey, I'm going to sit this guy or perhaps I'm going to try a switcheroo and I'm going to be able to see perhaps I'm throwing Ryan Gold in there okay, he's only playing 45, he's coming off the bench, pull him out. So it gives you flexibility uh, by not sticking to those names. It's a little bit out of your comfort zone. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, but those are the weeks that I tend to do better, if I'm being honest, the ones where I'm taking more time to look, break down the opponents. I'm looking at the players, uh, even getting down to the psychology, like Skylar was saying, like, look at their social media stuff. Like, if you want to take it that seriously, like, this is definitely something that, people can predict but it means 
taking some gambles, taking some risks. Uh, my team this week was not evidence of that. I trusted those those bigger names. I thought two weeks ago Pozuela had a great return, and I was like, oh, we got a double game week. Perhaps going to bank on him. He only grabs a four. Crylock ends up just off sides on his goal, so that gets called back, and I end up leaving on the bench uh, Robinson, who grabbed nine, for Crylock, who grabbed three, or Pozuela, who grabbed four. And those guys who I was like, oh, like, Golden, I, I wasn't considering those other matchups. I wasn't considering like, hey, just because they're a big name, just because they have produced, just because they had one good week doesn't guarantee that success. Uh, looking for the right matchups, looking for perhaps those riskier names is something that I've got to be doing. Yeah, that's that's no risk, no reward. That's how it says. Uh, I got 91 myself this last week, uh, won two of my three head-to-heads and lost my the the host's invitational by one point, 91 to 92 right there. That was a that was a tough one, but uh, two for three, not too bad. Uh, went up in the general ranks, uh, did not make the Champions League in this one. It's been rough. It's been a rough year. I tend to have one round where I just sort of botch it and then it just get tanked and it's, it's hard to recover. Uh, but in general, 91, not not a bad score. My my bench didn't really come through. I had the same situation as a Skyler with with Nathan and Rahu. I did have Barco on my bench, though, so that was the one nice nice play that I did have. Otherwise, uh, the other, other disappointment was Ladero only getting two points for me there. I hoped a little bit more from him, but I mean, he's still coming back. Just, I, I still like him for this next week. Just some of the general takeaways I had though, just to wrap this section up. I, I like what I saw from Kay. He's been, been coming on more for Colorado. They're going to be building the team around him. He got eight points last week. Uh, that was nice to see that result. So he's one to, to keep a look at. He, I, just, I just like that. I have an alternative than, than price for, for Colorado. Uh, we already touched some with our picks. Miami's been consistently scoring, so be sure you're not sleeping on what's going on in Miami or trying to bet against them like we used to do. Uh, and then I also want to mention Montiero. He's back for uh, Philadelphia now, but he did not have a fantastic round either. Uh, so just, just be careful if you're looking for some of these go-tos and you see a name that's popped up again, check some of these results. People are coming back in. Uh, I think Montiero's was a visa issue with his family. He was trying to get sorted out. Um so those are just some of the, the little bits and pieces. Uh, but you guys, I think I've nailed it. This uh, Just the general strategies for the Champions League is finding that balance between your risk and and you're playing it safe because you've got to have that, that moment when you just decide to go with it to really break out sometimes, especially uh, if you're on the, on the bubble. And that's sort of what I did some, some last week. I was, I was trying to uh, have some fun with some of the picks, do some crazy things with my captains and just see if something went off and then maybe that could have helped, but uh, not, not quite, not quite. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we, before we put a pin on this one, general takeaways. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our housekeeping section. Uh, well, let's do some general housekeeping, non-potent, potable related, or I guess we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, some some quick updates about the MLS Fancy Boss Network of Leagues, of course. Um, MLS Fancy Boss and the Reddit Open Classic Leagues. Uh, Nawajawa is still leading that. And not a lot of shifting here. Discord is being led by Brian Coral FC, and the Patreon Open is uh, Gareth Butchers. Sorry, Garth Butchers right back there. Uh, the head-to-heads, like I said, 
A uh, little, little bit of shifting here. Some, some disappointments for some of us. Uh, Discord and Patreon. We have Garth Butchers leading those. In the Discord, It's he's got a record of 15-0-2, uh, but he's only winning by points because three three people are tied for that one. And then in Patreon, it's a 13-0-4 is his record. But again, four people are tied and he's only winning by points. So it's it's close as we're coming down this last stretch of the season. It's, it's so close and he's head-to-heads. I love them. And then, of course, in our host invitational experts league, Skyler has maintained his his lead, uh, his number one spot two weeks in a row. Uh, I think you had it a little bit for the back at the beginning and then got displaced, but you did pull it through 14 0 and three and no one else is tied with you. That's that's solid. Not not winning by points on that one. Yeah, it was for sure. I was going down last week. I don't know how I made it out a lot. I, <laughs> I lucked out with my matchup. Um, did you play sure Weeby? Who- Fantasy tipsters is sorry to call you out, but they ended up with 48 points <laughs> compared to my 77. So I had a worse week than I did. I'll take it. It's it's rough. Uh, it is rough. It's definitely one of the more challenging leagues. I've said. I know you're in some other private leagues too, but but this is one of the one of the tougher leagues. I, I got to say that that we have. Yeah. Good competition. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much. And like we mentioned before, uh, this is a prize league. A lot of these leagues that, that we have here, are MLS gift cards. And so you can still join anytime. Just make sure you sign up with uh, the eligibility link that I have at MLSFantasyBoss.com because we do, we do send some things out. Uh, and I posted for those of you who are Patreon members, you can go over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. I've got pictures of the swag. I'll try to get some other ones. Maybe I'll model them for everybody with, with our masks and stickers and things. So uh, that's posted right now. I'll be sending those out next month. So be sure that you are registered if you want to get some nice swag. Uh, so let's get the nitty gritty about round 18. Like we already said, round 18 is the start of the fourth qualifier, the final qualifier for the Fantasy Champions League. It will span rounds 18 through 23, and you'll need to be one of the top 50 players in that qualifier to qualify for the Champions League. You're automatically registered for this league, so don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything but play and win. That's all you will need to do. Uh, as for the rest of us or who don't make it or who, who are already in it, either way, um, this round starts on Friday the 27th uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Columbus versus my FC Cincinnati uh, in the second Hell is Real Derby of the year. Uh, we have two more Derby games as well. Uh, at 7.30 Eastern, we have Montreal against Toronto. And then wrapping it up on Friday is Orlando versus Miami at 8:30. A lot of good bench options in these games, so definitely be sure you have your lineup set by 6:30 to be able to take advantage fully of all these options. As far as double game weeks go, no one, no one is on a double game week, but we do have one team on a buy, and that is San Jose. And you can definitely find some easy 4.0 cheap uh, switcheroo options and scrub players from San Jose. Very easy. So if uh, if that's what you're looking for, for those activating those switcheroos and those bench plays all day, San Jose, do you know the way? There it is. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty straightforward round. A nice, a nice break after this huge double game week. Uh, but there was definitely, as we've already mentioned, with the all-star game coming up and some unfortunate red cards and yellow cards last week, there are injured and suspended players that you will need to know about in order to capitalize on this round. Blaine, who are we going to be looking at? Yeah, um, Krylock for RSL, Brian Acosta for Dallas, and uh, Debasi for Minnesota all picked up yellow card accumulation suspensions. 
they will be out. Um, Chicharito, Vela, Reynoso, Heal, and Buchanan are the all-star game um, suspensions that we know of for sure. I'm pretty sure those have been confirmed. Uh, Ranch or Tyler, Tyler in chat tonight, Ranch on Discord updated that list for us. I think Remy Walter for SKC is the only red card of the week. Um, but I want to throw some disco potential out there because they were three pretty egregious ones that came up on instant replay that I think will should get hit whether they do or not is kind of up in the air, but Debasi should have probably gotten a red card for that clothesline on, yeah. on Polito. Um, Cabral should have gotten one for the same thing on Rometty. He basically put him in a chokehold from behind, uh, not playing the ball. Um, how those two got away without VAR reviews and everything for red cards is beyond me. When you're not playing the ball and you go for a guy's neck, that's a red card. I don't care what league you're playing in. I don't care what the reasoning is. There, if you're you're not playing position when you grab a guy by the neck and swing him around, it just doesn't work. And then Rometty had just an absolutely horrendous tackle from behind in that game. So I could see all three of them getting uh, uh, post-match red cards from them. Um, injury wise, I know Polito's name's got to come up. He did sub off with an injury there. Maybe he was milking it for time, but he was, he did look hurt in that one. Um, Ladero being back is a big one. Blanco's the same way. Um, both of those guys are getting more and more minutes all the time. Um, whether they start is still kind of up in the air, but definitely keep an eye on those guys as they're coming back. I like to keep a little bit of positive news when I know it's there. Um, World Cup qualifying for CONCACAF starts next Thursday, first set of games. Um, Not sure when players are going to leave their teams. Um, I don't think we've got rosters quite yet for any of them. Um, I'm expecting Monday to leave, but Monday travel to play games on Thursday can be a little rough when you haven't practiced with your team. So I could see guys leaving as early as Friday or Saturday to try to meet up with their team. So keep an eye on that when rosters come out. Uh, check lineups when that comes. Uh, same with the FIFA window. Um, August 30th through September 8th is the next FIFA international window, and you cannot deny a call-up if a player wants to go at that point. So a lot of these guys could be called up. I know I said Shallowy earlier is on that list. We've got a lot of guys that do go to Europe and play. Um, with COVID and the Delta variant going around, um, entry requirements, quarantine stuff, all of that can take longer. So Keep an eye on who gets called up. I haven't seen any rosters come out, but keep an eye on who does get called up and when they potentially leave their team, leave their MLS team to go. Um, If they are set on playing, they may leave a little bit early to make sure they get through all necessary medical procedures to play at that next one. So it's kind of up in the air. I think most players are going to leave after this game week, but I don't want anybody caught in the lurch. No thinking they're going to have a guy there who's end up le- ends up leaving a couple of days early. And yes, Ari, um, Debasi is out regardless of what Disco does. He did pick up a yellow in that game to get that. Um, but I think it could get upgraded to a red, which puts him right back on yellow card accumulation warning as well if they retroact that retroactively change that yellow to a red. So we'll have to see. Or it could just turn into a two-game suspension, which who knows. Um, but that's that's what I've got. Uh, call-ups are going to be huge going forward. I think this is the last week we can we don't have to worry about it. 
but again, I think we're going to see some guys leave a little bit early. So I just want to get it out there because it's all coming, but we don't have any lineups or rosters coming out yet of who's getting called up. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? Spencer, Skyler? I got nothing on my end. I think that's a good sum up right there. All right. Well, yeah, I, I think Blaine covered it. I mean, just if you are rolling with some of these guys like Shallowy and Rui Diaz, I mean, maybe have a backup plan in mind just in case they do get called up. I mean, just, you know, most of you guys are all anybody that's probably watching this or listening to this is um, intuitive enough to where you guys are all keeping up with news as it happens and stuff. So I trust that everybody's going to pivot accordingly. If, if news does break that any of these guys get called up. And maybe that just forces you to do one of those crazy picks that turns out to just be champions league worthy. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you guys, uh, both Skylar and Spencer for, for joining us uh, a little bit of short notice and uh, for staying longer than originally we thought you were going to be Skylar. That's, that's so awesome. Uh, and uh, let's wrap up everything with plugs Skylar. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me guys. It's always been fun. Um, love what you guys do. I mean, everybody that's on the show from Ashley to, to Blaine to Reed, we missed, uh, we miss Mike, that tiger. I don't see him around as often, but um, not, I mean, you guys have always brought the goods and definitely appreciate what y'all do. And even just like the discord chat, like Ranchinator, Bit Nomad, like all those guys that are always um, can, like anybody that's ever trying to help me out with, Hey, we need this guy added to the game or this or that. Like, I mean, that stuff helps me out. I'm, I'm doing what I can on my end, but it definitely helps to have um, the team behind me trying to, trying to uh you know just make everything all come together i mean it's definitely a good community vibe um so i appreciate it and yeah i mean like reed said i do the fantasy rankings every week comes out on mlssoccer.com hopefully at least 24 hours uh before the first game kicks sometimes it might be a little bit um uh, later than that but i've said all along i think um i've mentioned it in discord like i've always like this whole season i've basically base my team off of my rankings I stand behind them so what I put out there is is you know really what I believe is some of the top picks and plays for that week and you know not to toot my own horn I'm up to 37th overall so it's worked out so far um so yeah I mean check those out if you guys especially I mean hopefully it helps people out if they're in a in a crunch or something and need to cobble a lineup together uh, last minute then hey I mean it's basically like a cheat sheet right there. So hopefully it helps, uh, helps some folks out and um, yeah, check it out. It should be out probably Thursday this week. Spencer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. It's been fun. I listen to only a very select few podcasts. This is definitely one and one that we've recommended on our own podcast. We were fortunate enough to have Blaine come on at the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm a part of obviously his uh, draft league, which is a ton of fun, except for my team recently. Uh, has been hit with an injury bug and that's not been too fun uh, but it's been a lot of fun to obviously be on here fantasy is a ton of fun uh, part of the major league soccer discussion group on Facebook which I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard about from time to time that's where I've obviously met Blaine from and this season we started the MLS DG podcast uh, we do probably uh, two or three shows a month uh, we're able to get a few guests here and there I've got a great co-host, Avery Gorin, so we'll plug us and be sure to give us a shout-out. We aren't as specific as uh, with fantasy, uh, but we try and cover the league as a whole, trying to summarize what happened in the league, kind of 
also hit the implications of, hey, because this happened, we've got to look at these things that could definitely come from it. Obviously, as we're heading down the stretch, it's been really fun to watch, keep close eyes on as we're heading closer and closer to playoff season. But again, very grateful to be here. Very good stuff that's happening all around. And hopefully uh, my fantasy team is able to learn something from my time here. Blaine. Yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to Skyler. We love having our MLS staffers come on the show. We love everything you do. You've been so gracious in taking all of our messages and adding people to the game. And this person's not there. This score needs to be corrected or there's this mistake. And we know it's a lot of headache when you get a bunch of it from us, but we're so grateful for everything you do. And we love that you're willing to come back and be part of the community. So on behalf of the community, I'm going to say a big thank you to you for doing this for us and being a big part of this yeah. game this year and stepping Absolutely. up. I do, know, I do know James did leave MLS this year. I don't know if our community has really heard that yet, but he decided it was time to move on in his career. And Skyler just stepped in and took over for James. I know we had James on early this year and he did great. And Skyler's just another guy that's doing the same thing for us. He's an, he's an advocate for the community, an advocate for the game, and just a huge, a huge um, reason why this game is what it is still. And so thank you very much for everything you do. And I know the community really appreciates it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Blaine. I've got, I've actually got some guys, uh, I've got to run and, and add into the game once they jump off here. <laughs> so, um, if, nice. I, if I miss anybody, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll hear about it later on. So, um, but no, thanks. I, I really enjoy it. And like I said, I mean, just, I've, I've been playing this game for years and just, I mean, it's, it's a community thing. We all, try to help each other out here and there and um i'm still enjoying it so glad glad you guys are too need to get a headshot in there for jerusi so people could could figure him out i know hey that's that yeah i don't have much control over that other than than uh you know pushing off or pushing the fan hub guys to plug some headshots so we'll see if i can make that happen i remember when we did that one year for the gold cup a few years ago and we were going through there and adding in headshots for other team. i think it was the gold cup it was something <laughs> that was that was crazy yep. scrounge you'd be like is this the guy is that his name i don't know right like, okay let's try it <laughs> yeah as well yeah right. that was fun stuff good times good times uh well as for myself these guys have already overlapped with a lot of it be sure to check out all of just the content coming out mlsfantasyboss.com uh, we'll have some more this week now there's actually time to be able to create content without a quick turnaround uh, but head over to the discord chat it's a fantastic resource a fantastic community uh, they have the injury list that blaine talked about is pinned on some of those uh some of the forms that you go to there's also some other side channels for other fantasy games and other topics people may want to uh, discuss about as well so be sure to be part of that we don't use reddit as much anymore we transferred more over to discord but you can still go to reddit uh we we have some rant threads or some articles posted there every now and then uh, but a lot of it's over at mls fantasy boss and the discord and then finally if you are interested in being a member of uh, the mls fantasy insider patreon you can head over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i uh, it is a monthly a donation that you make to the podcast and that is used for uh, just hosting fee just the various fees associated with running the podcast and getting everything together and also for funding the prizes 
that we send out, uh, not just swag prizes, but also the league prizes that we have as well. All of that is, is funded by the Patreon community. And uh, it's, it's just been such a blessing to have all of you all be a part of that community. And just to say, everyone, you're a fantastic group. And, and I'm just so happy to be able to, to know and associate and play with all of you this, this great game. So uh, covered a lot this week. Weird format. I hope it worked out for everybody. If you like the format, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me a message. Whatever. We can always put out a product that people wanted our goal is to always put out a product that people want so just let us know and of course with that being said as usual good luck Bye.